This is the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. I'm Ray Hanania. I do two podcasts, this one on the Middle East and another on mainstream American politics. Thank you for listening to this podcast where we talk about issues in the Middle East, Palestine, Israel, and American policies. You can get more information on all of my podcasts by visiting www.hanania.com. And good morning, everybody. This is Ray Hanania on the Ray Hanania Show. It is Friday, November 13, 2020. And I am Ray Hanania, special U.S. correspondent and op-ed columnist for the Arab News newspaper. The Arab News newspaper's website is arabnews.com. I hope you go there and read all the stories, not just my opinion and uh, news and feature writings, but uh, all the opinions and news and features that the Arab News offers at arabnews.com. The Ray Hanania Show is brought to you uh, by um, the Arab News newspaper, the Middle East leading English language print newspaper with editions in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Japan, Pakistan, France, and bureaus in London, New York, and Chicago, where I'm based. We are also uh, simulcast live on the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page uh, this morning at facebook.com slash U.S. Arab Radio. The U.S. Arab Radio Network was launched in 2005 by journalist and radio network founder Layla El Husseini in an effort to energize uh, the Arab-American voice in the United States. Um, And it's a very tough effort, as you know, to try and do that. We try our best. They got so many good programs all week, Monday through Friday on WNZK AM 690. Um, and uh, I think it's phenomenal. I'm really proud to be on this radio station uh, doing this show the second Friday of every week. We just finished a uh, weekly program hosted by the sponsored by the Arab News newspaper every Wednesday uh, morning. And uh, that was a lot of fun to focus on the election. And hopefully we're going to be uh, moving back into that uh, format uh focusing on not just elections, of course, but all kinds of stuff. Our number, by the way, right now is 248-557-3300. And what we're going to do today is just mainly uh, talk to you, the listener. I'm really curious. We just want to find out what your feelings are about um, Donald Trump uh, losing to Joe Biden. Um, We want to find out... uh, you know, what you think of uh, Biden's victory um, here at uh, WNZK AM 690, the Ray Hanania Show, again, Friday, November 13th. Um, our website, again, is broadcast live on the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page and 10 other Facebook pages I just want you to know. So it's really interesting. You know, once you get this going, you can, uh, it, it takes a while uh, to get the technology together. And, of course, uh, I am broadcasting from my uh, studio in Chicago, live connected to WNCK in Detroit. And uh, we've uh, posted the video live on a dozen Facebook pages, including the main one, the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page. Um, You can also get a number. You can watch this and might be watching it on other Facebook pages that I have. Uh, We tweeted it out, and we put it on LinkedIn. It's all over the place. And, of course, we are recording now. Got to get that recording going. Our number is 248-557-3300. How do you feel about the elections? 
uh, it's taken forever with all these mail-in ballots. Um, Donald Trump, uh, the president, is in denial. I wonder, does that make him an Arab to be in denial? Ha, 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 ha. But he is in denial, and uh, I think uh, his, this election has brought an end to uh, his administration. He just doesn't want to admit it. And it's kind of sad because uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it's typical of his problem. He was always his own worst enemy. He uh, had so many great issues he could have promoted. He could have done so much in the Middle East, uh, which he didn't do. All these peace accords could have been achieved um, on the basis of fairness and justice. Instead, what he did bring in were these uh, really kind of biased you know, one-sided pro-Israel activists like his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who I met, he's a nice guy, but uh, his policies were, uh, you know, he really didn't care about Arabs because every time I tried to interview him, he would refuse. But every time I was at a press conference, he was surrounded by Israeli journalists and uh, he would take their questions and he would talk to them. I had to force myself to get him to answer Um, a question and uh, only because maybe it was embarrassing to him that he had said, why aren't there any Palestinians in Bahrain? I was there. Um, And I said, Hey, I'm Palestinian and I'm trying to ask a question and you won't even take a question from me. And he knew I was there. You could, you know, I mean, there were only a handful of reporters at the press conference. So I think out of embarrassment, he said, okay, yeah, we'll take your questions. And I asked him, you know, about the, uh, this uh, peace to prosperity conference and said, you know, that uh, he should uh, talk to the Arab people and let them know if he was concerned about Arab Americans or the Arab world. And obviously he wasn't. And, uh, you know, every attempt to get an interview with him, he rejected. So, you know, what are you going to do? Say la vie, you were in, you're out now. Uh, President Trump, reality is going to set in. Uh, He could have done so many good things. Um, because in, you know, the Arabs, we've taken sides, you know, we support, uh, uh, I'd say 70% of us, according to polls, these are the polls that have been out 70% of the Arabs support, maybe about 66 supported Joe Biden and about 33% supported Donald Trump. Now, Trump's Republican, Biden's the Democrat. Technically Arabs are very conservative. We're uh, Republican in, you know, national, when it comes to national issues, but very democratic when it comes to local issues. And, you know, these party labels, people think, oh, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything because um, on the local level, especially, um, it doesn't mean anything. You could be a Republican and a Democrat, but locally the parties don't have the kind of differences. They're all on specific issues. Um, on the national level, yeah, it does make a bigger difference. It has a big widespread policy uh, change across the country, as we saw when President, uh, when Donald Trump was elected president, um, and he did change many of the policies. But you know, as a, but the irony is that the Arabs have been abused by both parties. You know, we pretend now because we're angry at Trump because of the Muslim ban which was technically not really a Muslim ban. He targeted six Muslim countries out of 50, and he prohibited uh, all citizens of those predominantly Muslim six countries from entering the United States because those six countries were racked with violence. Um, There were security issues. I mean, Syria, you have no idea who's coming from Syria, unfortunately, because of all the violence there. What he should have done, 
of course, was work to help the people of Syria, but he didn't do that. He did nothing uh, when it came to Syria. But the truth is that, you know, you have no idea who's coming in from Syria, good, bad, whatever. So you have to tighten the uh, entry for people from countries like Syria. Iran, you're not, I'm not letting anybody in from Iran to come into the United States. Are you kidding me? That country, the government there, the regime, they're crazy. They're nuts. The mullahs that are running that country are uh, crazy. And I know that the uh, Iranian expatriates who are here in the United States and in Europe and in the West are really rallying to build up support to continue the sanctions on Iran. So when we talk about this Muslim ban, you know, it was politicized, you know, because most uh, politicians know that Arabs vote out of emotion, not logic in most cases. So when they say a Muslim ban, we get upset and they think, oh, you know, uh, Muslims are going to, you know, rally around the Democrats um, after real, you know, forgetting that the Democrats tubed us. How many times? How many times did they pull the rug out from under us? How many times did they say, oh, yeah, they support the two state solution and did absolutely nothing? You think Barack Obama was a savior for the Arab American community just because uh, his middle name was Hussein, Barack Hussein Obama? He didn't. He spoke a few happy talk words. You know, he said the things we wanted to hear, but did nothing for us in, in eight years. Barack Obama did nothing for the Arab people, yeah, except for a few of his friends. And that was it. So we're supposed to be happy with the Democrats and say, oh, look what the Democrats did. Uh, Bill Clinton, you know, I I will give him credit. In the beginning, he really tried uh, to uh, bring peace to Palestine and Israel. And uh, and that was only because of Yitzhak Rabin, who uh, a lot of uh, Arabs still don't like because he was tough. But, you know, Yasser Arafat was tough also. They accused Arafat of violence and terrorism, just like we accuse Rabin of violence and terrorism. So you can't be a hypocrite, okay? You know, if we're going to talk about things, let's be honest. So we both did things to each other. And what is peace? Peace isn't between people that are friends. Peace is achieved by bringing two people together who are enemies. And that's what Clinton did. In 1993, mainly because of uh, Yitzhak Rabin wanting to uh, make peace with the Palestinians and because of Yasser Arafat, who realized during the Intifada that uh, Hamas uh, was, uh, which had been helped, founded by the Israelis. You know, that's the thing, Arabs, you know, we just are in denial, too. We close our eyes to the truth, just like President Trump. We're no different. We close our eyes to the truth, and we don't want to acknowledge the fact that it was Ariel Sharon who helped create Hamas in the 1970s by giving them funding. The strategy, him and Yitzhak Shamir, the prime minister, the former terrorist with the Stern gang, and uh, Ariel Sharon, a disciple of Menachem Begin, the terrorist with the Irgun, Zvi Lumi, and... uh, They wanted to create a religious counter movement to Arafat in the 70s in the Gaza Strip. So they gave money to Sheikh Yassin at the time to allow him to build a network of uh, religious institutions. They're the ones who helped build up uh, Sheikh Yassin's network, the village system, it was called, in the Gaza. And they were going to spread it out all over the West Bank, too. Um, But what happened, and as we know, the Intifada broke out in the at the end of uh, 1989, 1990, 
the right around then. And, and I don't have the exact date. I'm sorry. Too many events in our history that are just like a blur sometimes. Um, but the Intifada broke out and uh, Hamas, which was the militant arm of the village system run by Sheikh Yassin, that Ariel Sharon had funded, believing that it would be the rival to Yasser Arafat, uh, ended up taking up arms against Israel. And they're the ones, you want to blame somebody for Hamas, blame the Israelis, because out of their uh, sneaky, you know, efforts to create things, um, they funded this whole movement. And today we have Hamas, really, Hamas should thank uh, Ariel Sharon, the late former terrorist himself who murdered, I don't know how many uh, Palestinians uh, in that one village along the Jordanian border in 1956, I think. Um, and there were just so many incidents like that uh, that have been ignored by the media and ignored by the Democrats. So, you know, we go back, there's some Democrats, that, but Clinton in 1993, he brought the Yasser Arafat and uh uh, Yitzhak Rabin together to sign the peace accords and they did sign it but who was it that broke that peace accord it wasn't the Palestinians we were committed to it and we went into it with compromise on our minds but it was the Israelis who destroyed it it was the Israelis who pulled the rug out from it it was the Israelis a follower of Benjamin Netanyahu and Ariel Sharon Yigal Amir who murdered Yitzhak Rabin in 1995, in November, right about this time, 25 years ago, I guess. Wow, that's hard to believe. 25 years ago, and destroyed the peace process. And and Ariel Sharon and Ehud Barak, the left and the right, were fighting in politics. And eventually, uh, Sharon and Netanyahu took over the government, and they've had a stranglehold on government in Israel. And the Democrats have fueled, funded, supported that right-wing rise in Israel, they did that. The Democrats did it. Even under Clinton, um, toward the end there, you know, he was against Yasser Arafat and he was fighting against them. But he is the one who, at the very end, was so desperate to uh, try and cut a deal. He tried to force a deal on Arafat that Arafat wouldn't accept because it was wrong at that time. Um, just before he left office. And then George Bush came in. And what did Bush do, a Republican? He started a war with Iraq. And, you know, yeah, I'm glad we got rid of Saddam Hussein because Saddam Hussein was a tyrant in Iraq. But he wasn't a threat to the United States. But they used us because, you know, the Arabs, we have terrible media. We have terrible communications. So Bush attacked and destroyed Iraq and in the process killed how many thousands of innocent civilians in Iraq. Yeah, he got rid of Saddam Hussein, which I'm happy for, because Saddam Hussein was a brutal tyrant, and his two sons, Uday and Kusay, were brutal. Um, and, you know, they just murdered people and raped women all the time. They, this Kusay would drive down the street, pick up schoolgirls, and rape them, and then murder them. That So, yes, it was that, but it was good to get Saddam Hussein out of office. But do you think that George Bush did that to save the Iraqi people? No, he did it because Saddam Hussein was still in power after his father, George H.W. Bush, Bush, lost the election to Bill Clinton. And uh, George W. Bush, the son, was upset that his father couldn't be a leader 
was only in office four years. And here's Saddam Hussein in there 15 years, 10 years later. Um, and uh, that's what happened. So he didn't do it to save the Iraqis. You think George Bush cared about the Iraqis? He didn't care about them. I didn't care about any of them. What he cared about was his own personal politics. And that's the thing you got to understand about American politics, Democrats and Republicans. When it comes to the Arab world, there's no difference. They're exactly the same. You think there's a difference. And we got all these activists out there and I respect them. They're all good because we're all trying to define our presence here in the United States. But you think that there's a difference between Democrats and Republicans. You think that there's a difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yeah. You wait a year. And you tell me what happened. I, I remember when Barack Obama got elected and he made that big speech in Cairo, the big Cairo speech. He dropped the ball. He didn't care. It was all PR and fluff. And now uh, Joe Biden has a six-page uh, uh, commitment to uh, uh, Arab Americans. Let's hope that he follows through and hires Arab Americans and changes things in the Middle East. He said he didn't support. They said Nobody supported what Trump did in the Middle East, all his backers. Um, but you tell me, is he really going to change anything? I don't know. Our number is 248-557-3300. 248-557-3300. And, uh, oh, and Tony Khatib, I just want to, because we're on Facebook, so we will take comments and questions. So in credit, thank you, Tony Khatib, for posting a statement. I don't agree with you. Uh, it says that in Israel, there's freedom and democracy, and they, they also reject the human rights opposite of, of stupid, he says, Arab countries. You're wrong, Tony. Um, there's no freedom and democracy in Israel. If you're uh, Christian or Muslim, you're treated as a second-class citizen. It's an apartheid system, um, and they have different IDs for uh, Israelis and the some how many million Christians and Muslims that are living under an brutal occupation. So that is not, um, you know, uh, democracy. And yeah, Israel has a right to defend itself. And so do the Palestinians. So go ahead. You can post your comments. Uh, I'm not afraid of them because I think the truth comes out when we talk about it. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion. You can post comments or questions on Facebook and on the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page. That's the one I'm monitoring. Um, and we do have a lot of people that are watching us. And I want to say hello to Khalil Hashem. You were absolutely right about the two different parties versus Arabs in the Middle East. Uh, however, there was no need for uh, the Muslim ban. That's true. You're absolutely right, Khalil. Um, we already have policies and procedures uh, for vetting visitors to the U.S., the Muslim ban was symbolically an anti-Muslim measure. I disagree only because, and I, I don't think it really was a Muslim ban. I think it was a ban against six countries out of 50 because 44 Muslim countries, their people do come into the United States without any hassles. So if you're Muslim, you can come into the United States, but only when you come from those six or seven countries, I think they adjusted it a couple times. Anyway, we're going to continue talking with everything. So uh, all the people posting on Facebook, um, we can have this discussion if you want to continue following. 248-557-3300 is our phone number. I'm Ray Hannity. It's Friday, November 13th. We're going to take a break and we will be right back right after these messages. 
And welcome back to the Ray Hanania Show. I'm Ray Hanania. It is Friday, November 13, 2020, and it's uh, second Tuesday of the month. I, my show is the second Tuesday or every month here at WNZK AM 690 Radio, uh, which is part of the U.S. Arab Radio Network, launched in 2005 by journalist and radio network founder Leila El Husseini, um, and also sponsored uh, by the Arab News. We just did a run of... Uh, election shows uh, sponsored by the Arab News newspaper uh, here at WNZK AM 690. Every Wednesday morning we were doing it before and after the election, and uh, hopefully we're going to get that back up so we can focus on other news stories, not just elections, now that we're moving forward. But that's the topic this morning. If you want to call in at 248-557-3300, or you want to post a question on Facebook at the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page, um, that's facebook.com slash U.S. Arab Radio. You go there, you post the comment. And, you know, uh, Tony Khatib, uh, he's posting there on Facebook. And he says things that I don't agree with, but obviously he's Christian, maybe Lebanese, I'm pretty sure, and just from his name. And he's probably a nice guy, and I don't have any disagreement with him as a person. But he keeps saying about how uh, Israel is uh, a democracy and supporting and you know everybody christians and muslims they steal our land in israel if you're a christian you have no rights in israel you're there's 60 specific laws that treat christians and muslims that discriminate against against them in israel 60 six i think and maybe they just pass another in 67 so they pander to us and then there's millions that are under occupation because they're christian and muslim and i understand the lebanese and the palestinians don't get along the right-wing lebanese um the conservative uh group in uh, lebanon they don't get along with the palestinians because of the refugee problem that was pushed on lebanon by israel in 1947 and 1948 but the truth is that we're fighting for equal rights. If we're equal, then why don't they create one state? And why don't why, they call it a Jewish state? But why don't they give the same exact rights to Christians and Muslims in Israel? They don't do that. Um, and they kill Palestinians all the time, Christian and Muslim. They kill them and they don't investigate it. But if a Palestinian or Christian uh, kills uh, Israeli, they are shot dead. Their families' homes are destroyed. What does the family have to do with a person who, you know, I mean, that's like some guy robs a store in Chicago. And uh, if this were Israel, Israel would not only arrest the guy that robbed the store, but he'd blow up the home of the guy's family, the suspect's family. And then they'd even blow up the homes of the cousins and the relatives around them. That's called collective punishment. And that's a violation of international law. So those are the things we're talking about. I want to give a shout out to, uh, the uh, um, National Council on Resistance of Iran, the NCRI. I covered uh, their uh, members, Miriam Rajavi, the chairwoman of the People Mujahideen of Iran, um, who's fighting to overturn the mullahs and the fanatics in Iran to establish democracy there. And they believe that the West needs to end their appeasement and end their support. Um, to terminate all relations with the mullahs and the ayatollahs in Iran because they're nuts in Iran. They're crazy. The government, they kill people all the time. They're like North Korea. Uh, they're like, they're terrible. So we should definitely come up with policies that put pressure on the government of Iran. 
And uh, I just wrote a story about their uh, conference that they held. Uh, it was an international virtual conference uh, of people here in the U.S. and of people in Europe who are calling for regime change, uh, the elimination of the mullahs. They should be arrested. They should be persecuted uh, because they're murdering people left and right. Our number is 248-557-3300. If you want to call in, we're happy to take your call. Or you can comment on uh, the one of the Facebook pages. Uh, the one I'm monitoring is it, it, the radio show is broadcast live on WNZK AM 690 radio, where you might be in your car or at home. And we appreciate it. And you can call 248-557-3300 to talk about any issue. It's open for callers today. Um, or you can go to Facebook. You could watch it on some 10, 10 different Facebook pages where it's live, including on my own page and RG Hanania on Facebook. Um, but we're, I'm monitoring the U.S. Arab Radio Facebook page where I can see people who are watching and who are posting and uh and by the way, Tony, you're right. Uh, listen, I respect your opinion, Tony Khatib. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with your right to express an opinion. I think you're wrong. It's not a personal thing. I, I don't think we should hate each other personally, um, just because we disagree. Uh, but I will tell you that what Israel does to Christians is terrible. I own ten acres of land in Jerusalem that I can't get, not because of any reason except the fact that I am Christian. I am a Christian Palestinian, and I am discriminated against. My family is discriminated against. And, you know, ironically, my wife and son are Jewish, and we still don't have those rights in Israel. Um, they do, but I don't. Um, so, and yes, I'm not saying that the Palestinians or the Arab world is perfect. No, they're not. There are crazy people in the Arab world. There are fanatics who call them Islamists, the religious extremists, but they're no different than the evangelical Christian right here that's in the United States uh, behind the skinhead movement and all these racist movements. Those are Christian movements. You know, they don't always identify as Christian movements, but that's what they are. Christian fanatics. So are there fanatics in uh, all religions? Absolutely. There are fanatics who are in the Jewish religion. There are fanatics in the Christian religion and there are fanatics in the Muslim religion. And what we need to do is get the moderates uh, to stand up together and stop distinguishing between Christian, Muslim, and Jew and work together as moderates to bring about a moderate agenda. Personally, I don't think, uh, just going back to the election, that anything's going to change. We're going to get happy talk. We're going to get a lot of BS uh, from Biden about the Arabs. Because, listen, I, why do I say that? Because that's what we've gotten over the years, BS from Biden, BS from Obama, when Biden was the vice president, you think Barack Obama was any good to the Arabs? No, he wasn't. This guy knew how to talk. Um, and, and he, you know, he, he did terrible things, you know, it's it, terrible things in the sense that he did nothing. He gave Israel more money than any prior president. Uh, and he said he was against the settlements, but the settlements continued to increase during Bill Clinton, during George Bush, during Barack Obama and during um, Donald Trump. So don't tell me that there's like this difference and that I should be happy, you know, that uh, uh, Donald Trump lost or that Joe Biden won. It doesn't matter to me as an Arab American. Now, as an American, there's some policies that I like that Joe Biden supports. 
Um, I am an American, and all of us Arab Americans, uh, we are American Arab, Muslim Christian, and some Jewish Arabs. Um, Hananiah, by the way, is a Jewish name. I was Jewish, our family, year, centuries ago, ancestors, but we did what we believed in our religion. Jesus told us to follow him, and we did that. We became Christian, and therefore we became uh Jewish Christians. Christians are basically the original Christians. They're basically Jews, the Hebrews, the promised people. They promised the land to those people. Well, we followed up when we were told to follow Jesus. We did that. Um, and we can get into that argument, too, if you want to do that. I know the Israelis hate that when I point that out, that a lot of Christian Arabs and even Muslims who converted uh, from they were Jews, their ancestors, then they converted to Christianity. And then uh, 600 years later, a lot of them, the Christians and Jews, converted to Islam and became Muslims. So they're the chosen people, you know, today. In today's terms, we're talking about Jews, Christians, and Muslims uh, who are Israeli because it's a re religion. Judaism isn't a race. It's a religion. It's what you believe. And a lot of Jews became Christians, and then a lot of Jews and Christians became Muslims. So there is that factor out there, and I have this tie, and I believe that Israel, the land, the holy land, belongs to my people. Um, and if I had any uh, control over it, I would be fair. We're going to take a quick break here. It's already, I'm telling you, the time is flying fast and furious. At 248-557-3300, then we'll take some phone calls. We have our friend Jerry Haba, who we'll get to in a second. But let's take a break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Restaurant, what a great place. By the way, you should support all those businesses that advertise on uh, WNZK. Um, because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have a voice. And there is no, there's like a few radio station programs, half hour long, um, in cities like uh, Austin and Los Angeles, uh, maybe an hour long, once a week. Um, but this is the only station that's broadcast and focuses on Arab American issues, WNZK AM 690, Monday through Friday. And I give credit to Layla Al-Husseini for doing that because it's a struggle. You make nothing. Okay, there's no profit in this. Okay, everything is uh, just a, a cost. Um, and if you support it, um, you're supporting yourself. That's the big deal. And you know what? There are no places where you can get information on the Arab community. There are a few newspapers like the Arab News in Detroit. Uh, I have that website, thearabdailynews.com. You can go there. Um, and I write for the thearabnews.com, uh, the Arab News newspaper, uh, where we do write about Arab Americans. But we're talking about only a handful of sites compared to hundreds of media, mainstream media that discriminate against us by treating us like trash, like we don't exist. They marginalize us. They demonize us. They undermine us. They are racist against us. Let's go to the phone line if Jerry is still on there. Jerry Habba, one of our big fans. Jerry, you're on the line here at WNZK AIM 690. Thank you, Ray Hanania. Good morning and happy Friday 13, Ray. Yes, you Friday know, good luck. Today. Bad luck days are good luck for Arabs. I just want you to know I that. Feel so. lucky. I feel lucky, Ray, because one of my kids born Friday 13. Wow. So really? I'm very wow. Lucky. I, I love number 13. Also, Ray, because I have one daughter and three boys. So that make, make it one of three. Wow. So God bless That's children. great. How many children do you have, Ray? 
Two. Uh, Haifa, Haifa and uh, Aaron, who I call Abdullah. God will bless them. And hopefully, Mike, he will have 12 children when he gets married. Mike Shevkin. Is that a good thing, to have 12 kids? Are you kidding me? Yes. You know what it's like? He will, make a, he will make a football team. That's like having 72 virgins, you know, to get 72 <laughs> virgins. Because you know how picky they are? You know, you don't want all that hassle from them. You know, a virgin is going to be so <laughs> just bugging you. And one of them is hard enough, but 72 of them, that's not a blessing. I just want you to know. Yeah. But I, my friend, I appreciate you taking my call. And I was listening to you. All right. Uh, by the way, did you hear anything about Mr. Saab Arakat? He passed away a couple of days ago. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Now, I knew Sarah Arakat. I met him. We went to the Gaza uh, in 1995 when I was president of the Palestinian American Congress. And he basically said, not just to me, but to our delegation, that he didn't care about what Arab Americans in the U.S. thought. We should keep our mouths shut, that they were running everything and they'd decide what would happen. Um, you know, I mean, listen, nobody will say I will never say anything bad about somebody who passes away. Um, even when I disagree I, I do, with him, I disagreed with him a lot. Yeah, I do believe Ray Saab But he was a good person. He tried. Yeah, so he died from COVID-19, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, and he was treated at Israeli hospital in the West Bank. Yes, and you know that that's the one thing. Not all Israelis are bad. You know, that's why I have a, some issues with the BDS movement. I, You know, I'd support the premise to target the settlements and things that spin off of the settlements. But I don't believe we should uh, block all uh, normalization with the Israelis because there are a lot of Israelis who support us. They're not crazy. And there are a lot of Arabs that are crazy who don't support us. So I would rather work with the Israelis who support us than some of the Arabs who don't. Well, God, God give him. God give him mercy. He's dead now. Uh, God bless his soul. So, any uh, way, Ray, I want to talk about the issue. You were talking about Mr. Tony and that he's saying Israel is democratic country and this blah, blah, blah in the Middle East. Okay. Yeah. I agree with him. Just in denial. Point. Ray, I do agree with a certain point. Uh, look at the Israeli Kinesis. How many Arab members we do have in the Israeli Knesset? Don't I think it's think 15, right? about, 15, yes. 15 out of 120. We could have more because the Arabs are 20%, but they are discriminated against. There are laws that are passed to prevent Arabs, Christians and Muslims, from organizing political organizations. They pass laws specifically to inhibit and prevent Arabs from getting elected. They can't stop them from being elected, but they can silence them, they can marginalize them, they can pass laws that restrict them. You're right, there are Arabs in the Knesset, and there are yeah. even a couple and that are right, not on Arab parties. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ray, uh, when you uh, look at the uh, uh, Arab uh, governments, which we have, what, 22 Arab countries, and you yes, know, right, they're tyrants. There are many of them. Number. You're right. Many yeah, of them are dictators. Right. I know what you're going to say, Jerry. Yeah. They're dictators. I uh, get it. But right. th is that yeah. a justification? Yeah, right. Yes, but let me make my points right. Right in Morocco, 
which we call it Al-Maghrib, the Casablanca, Al-Rabat. You know there is a big Jewish community in Morocco. You know that, right? In a lot of Arab countries, there are several. Yeah, how, yes. many, how many Jews they are in the Morocco parliament? That, but see, that's irrelevant. I think you're absolutely right. That's a good cause, but it's not relevant to the issue in Israel. The two are not connected. Discrimination in one place is not a justification for discrimination in another place. I don't live in Morocco. You know, my family is from Palestine and Israel. Yes, I know. So that's where I the racism that. exists. I'm not saying you're wrong, um, you know, Jerry, but I am saying that, yes, the, the Arab world is run by tyrants. You're absolutely right. Yes. But that doesn't justify yes. Israel. Israel. Those tyrants don't say they're democracies. Does Mar- do Morocco say it's yes. a democracy? They don't, right? And, and Mr. Israel Le- does. Mr. Le- Hanania, yes. when we talk about Israel, about Palestine issue, we have to blame ourselves first. You know, Mr. Ray, the Palestine <laughs> issue since 1948, the Arab leaders, our leaders, they use Palestine as as a card, a poker card yes. to get yes, they did. to the to the to the government to uh, trying to uh, laugh at poor people uh, that I am with Palestine issue blah 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 from uh, 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 President uh, late President Jamal Abdel Nasser of Egypt to Saddam Hussein to Muammar Gaddafi to half of Assad all of them. They were talking about Palestine, use it as a ladder to get to the top of the pyramid. They use Palestine uh, name for the past seventy years, yep. and everyone yes, uh, get benefit from that. Yes. And with my yes. respect to the late leader, Mr. Yasser Arafat, which I respect him at the beginning as a revolution. Arab Palestinian, but at the end, I could say even uh, the late uh, uh, PLO leader Yasser Arafat, he turned to a dictator. Look, uh, oh, listen, Jerry. Let me disagree with you. I'm going to tell you something. Let me disagree with you. That yeah, toward the end, he portrayed as being a dictator. Uh, toward the end, by the Israelis. But when you are oppressed by somebody. How can you be a dictator? When somebody has a foot on your neck, how can you have an election? How can they tried their best, really, to create a government, but the Israelis kept their foot on their neck? Listen, Jerry, I got to let you go, and I appreciate you. Right, know, I love right, to give you right, time on right, here. Right, Thank you. Right. Just let me make this point, please. You remember Real quick. Arafat, his, his, his wife, Suha Fawil, he makes yes. her living in a luxury apartment in Paris, France, when his people she deserves it. have a food. She deserves they it. Have a, yes, yes. So, Ray, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, God buddy. You, you are welcome, Jerry. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ray Hanania here at WNZK AM 690. Our phone line is 248-557-3300. You know all these rumors about uh, Sahar Arafat, the wife, the widow of the late Yasser Arafat. You know, they make a big deal about how... Uh, she, you know, supposedly has billions of dollars in bank accounts. Does she live in luxury? Yes, yeah, she does. She deserves it. She was the wife of the first president of the Palestinian people. We should treat her with respect. 
Um, but all this idea, I'm going to tell you what, if Arafat had money in a bank account, the United States and Israel would have grabbed it. So he had to hide it, and I support it, because until we're free, nothing will come out. But they want to demonize him because they want to demonize Palestine. And I'm not saying Jerry is, but others do. 248-557-3300 is our number. Give us a buzz. We're happy to take your call or on Facebook if you got a question. And like I said, I appreciate Tony Khatib. I don't agree with him on his post at U.S. Arab Radio. Um, I disagree with a lot of the things, but he does make some points. Yes, there is discrimination against Christians in the Muslim world, but it's a small group of Muslims who are discriminating, just like there's discrimination in the Christian world against Muslims. You come here in the United States, who do you think is discriminated against the most? Muslims are discriminated against, and poor Americans, very uneducated because they don't understand the facts. But I believe that's our fault as Arabs that we don't tell our story. We don't educate. So they think all Arabs are Muslims when, in fact, the majority of Arabs in the United States who are discriminated against are Christian Arabs. And we don't have a Christian Arab organization to defend us the way Muslims do. I know people criticize CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations. I don't. I think CARE is a great organization. I think the Council on American Islamic Organizations uh, is a... uh, a good organization, and they do a lot uh, to stand up for the rights of Muslims and also Christians, and I support them. I may disagree with a few things, but again, uh, I know that some Arabs want 100%. They get upset uh, when you criticize 1% um, because they ignore the 99%. Anyway, we've got to take another break. I'm telling you, the time is flying here at the Ray Hanania Show on WNZK AM 690 Radio Live in Detroit. I'm Ray Hannity. It's Friday, November 13th. Our number, 248-557-3300. Please, I want you to call. Share your views. It's not just me listening. There are a lot of people out there listening and a lot of people on Facebook who are watching and listening, too. I'm Ray Hannity. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back right after these messages. And welcome back to the Ray Hannity Show. I am Ray Hannity. My website, by the way, is hannity.com. You can go there and it links to all of my writings, all of my uh, podcasts. I do two podcasts. I do one on the Middle East, uh, which includes this radio show. And I do one on mainstream American politics, um, Ray Hanania on politics. Um, and all of those, uh, those two podcasts are on iTunes, Spotify, all of the different uh, podcast systems. And uh, I'll be doing a uh, American mainstream podcast later on today focused on U.S. politics. Um, You're listening to the Ray Hanania Show on the U.S. Arab Radio Network on WNZK AM 690 in Detroit. Um, And we are sponsored by the Arab News newspaper through this week, um, which is great. Uh, I want to salute the Arab News uh, newspaper. Their website is arabnews.com. And uh, I urge you to support them because they're supporting our community. And they're doing some great reporting. They got a whole stable of phenomenal uh, writers, and they cover everything uh, around the world. So uh, we should be proud of ourselves. You know, the worst thing to do is self-hating, which comes out of uh, being victims. You know, we become victims, and we end up getting angry, and we want to punish other people. Uh, But we need to support ourselves. And I don't have to agree with somebody 100%. There are people that I disagree with on some elections, but the bottom line is I do support them. 
Um, but at the same time, we can disagree and we can have a discussion about disagreeing. We can tolerate disagreement and discussion because that's how education comes. It doesn't come from just uh, presenting one solid, you know, uh, monolithic view of the world. And that's it. Um, that's not it. They're different views. They're different opinions. People's opinions are not news. When I read the news, I give you my opinion on the news. That's not right or wrong. That's just my opinion. And you have your right to your opinion. Opinion is very powerful. And that's what makes the United States so powerful and why our democracy is so strong, despite its flaws. It does have many flaws, but we're more democratic than in other countries, certainly more democratic than Israel, which I don't think is very democratic at all. But Israel is more democratic than any of the Arab countries. Uh, so we don't do ourselves favors um, by uh, uh, supporting repression and oppression ourselves. Uh, Jerry Hubba made a great point when he called in earlier that, uh, you know, it's hard to criticize Israel's uh, undemocratic apartheid when our own countries and even our own organizations, some of them here in the United States, they're so undemocratic. I mean, locally, they're so vicious. There's a small group of haters here in the U.S. They were mad at me because I supported uh, Tammy Went. She was a local candidate for the Board of Review. She was a Democrat. Um, she represented Jason Van Dyke, the police officer who was convicted of shooting uh, a uh, teenage uh, African-American boy who was on drugs and who was carrying a knife and it was late at night and he wouldn't listen to police. Um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Now, should he have gotten killed? No, I don't think he should have. Uh, but I also don't think Jason Van Dyke, the police officer who shot him, deserved all the time that and that he got in his conviction. Um, and everybody made this kid to look like he was some, you know, honor roll student, which was really kind of sad because we're in denial. His family, you know, the kid, I'm telling you, if my son were out after 10, 11 o'clock, I'd be upset. If my son were using drugs, I'd be responsible for it. If my son were uh, carrying a knife around, I would be upset. And that is responsibility that you have to take. And they won't take it. Uh, that's part of the problem with the Black Lives Matter movement. There are many things that I support about the Black Lives Matter movement. For example, like I'm against racism. Uh, I don't think racism is good. I think African-Americans deserve to be treated equally, that they have the same rights that we do, and we should support them. But I don't give them blanket support uh, because I think that there's some militants in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement that have been violent, that uh, have been behind the looting and destruction and arson in this country. 12, and it still bothers me to this day, nobody cares. In the United States, nobody cares that 12 Arab businesses were looted, destroyed, and burned to the ground. The families, I know those, some of those families, I've interviewed them, nobody has stood up to support them. Nobody. So all this stuff about, you know, it's just not true. We're dragged one way or we're dragged the other way. You either support Trump or you support Biden, um, and they don't want you to stand in the middle. They don't want a middle ground. But the truth is, there is a middle ground. Anyway, I want to say uh, thank you for uh, listening. I'm probably not going to be back until the second Tuesday uh, in December, but I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up, and I and it's an American holiday, and I hope that all the families, despite the coronavirus uh, that is ravaging this country, 
um, that you have a great Thanksgiving. Remember, my website is hananiah.com, H-A-N-A-N-I-A.com. You can go there. Uh, it's also called the dailyhookah.com. I love that, the Daily Hookah. It's my domain. <laughs> I love hookahs. Um, so uh, you can get information. I'll be writing about Tammy Went overcoming the fanatics in the uh, Arab community. There's a small group of fanatics in Chicago who uh, were upset because she defeated uh, a guy named Abdul Nasser Rashid who ran uh, in the Democratic primary, and uh, she defeated him soundly. And uh, he represented the radical left. I didn't agree with him all the time. He didn't get along with me. I met him at the polling place and told him for in another race I could support him, but he was running for Cook County Board Commissioner uh, against somebody who was doing a great job. And I don't think that we should just run for the sake of running. I think we should run and be smart and look for opportunities to win office. I think Arab Americans that run, you know, you run for Congress uh, like Rush Darwish, it's kind of arrogant. You know, what did you do in, in the for the community? I mean, not just the Arab community, but the American community in the third district all that time. What did you do? So Rush used to be friends of mine, but now, you know, I don't know, doesn't uh, isn't really a friend, I guess, uh, according to people, stuff he says about me. So what are you going to do? That's the way we are. Um, he lost, barely got, what, six, five thousand five hundred votes after spending eight hundred thousand dollars. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing for the Arab community. Uh, Marie Newman won that election. And I'm proud of Marie Newman. I don't agree with everything that Marie Newman did. Uh, in that election. And I knew the incumbent, Dan Lipinski, was a good guy, but he made mistakes. He marginalized the Arab community. And he was thrown out of office after serving, I think, what, six, seven terms? I don't even know. Uh, I think it was 2005 that he was appointed. Um, so, But Marie Newman, I have hope for her. I think she's going to do a great job representing the 3rd Congressional District. And I think Rush Darwish's candidacy almost tanked Marie Newman and help the incumbent. So how does that help us? You know, I want, I think more Arab Americans should run for office, but we should be smart about it. Strategic. We should pick the offices uh, and run for those. Um, we do have some elections coming up, but we need to be smart. And uh, you can't just, you know, I mean, it was a waste of money. It just, uh, I've never seen a bigger waste of money in my life than that $800,000 spent to get 5,000 votes. Oh my gosh. I've covered politics 45 years. That was the worst campaign, the worst election I'd ever seen in years. I, I've never seen a worse election campaign than uh, Rush did when he ran for office. Such a smart guy. I don't understand how he tubed himself uh, with one of the worst candidacies that I've ever seen in 45 years. And it's all I've been doing is covering elections and politics. And uh, I wish you would have listened to me. But you know what? Hey, it's my opinion. You're not going to listen. Uh, they'll go out there and demonize me because, oh, I'm not a, uh, you know, disciple. So when you're not a disciple, there are people in the Arab community who are not really leaders. Um, you don't follow them. They attack you. Um, they attack you, but they don't attack the people that are a real threat to us. Anyway, I'm Ray Hanania. Thank you, everybody, for joining me this morning. Thank you, everybody, on Facebook. We'll be back on the second Tuesday of next month. Take it easy. Visit my website at Hanania.com. Mike Shubka, thank you so much for uh, manning the board. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Arab Street Radio and Podcast. I'm Ray Hanania. We've had a discussion of all the issues facing Arabs in America and the Middle East, from Israel to Palestine, Syria, and more. Visit www.hanania.com to get more information on all of my podcasts and on my award-winning opinion columns.